Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on Mavericks. Your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsFanatic.com. And I am joined, as always, by the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, are you in your basement? Not in my basement. I don't even have a basement, to be honest. Does, te- does anybody in Texas have a basement? I don't think so. I moved here, and that was one thing that I noticed pretty early on. I was like, nobody has basements around here. Yeah, nobody has basements, and then everybody has fireplaces. I'm like, it's like 158 degrees here. We have a fireplace in our apartment, and you can use it like twice a year. We used it on Christmas, and we had to use the we had to put the AC on. <laughs> See, that's what I don't. This is what I don't get. I've never seen fireplaces in apartments and in texas they are like we have one in our new house now and i'm like i don't i look forward to it but it's just i don't know it's kind of weird where do all high schoolers have their parties if you don't have any basements that's what i want to know (laughs) i love basement dude my my like room was in the basement back home you seem like a basement room kind of guy heck yeah man playing that xbox in high school what he's alluding to is lou williams tweets earlier uh today yeah earlier today yeah that uh it's just, these days are so long now with free agency lou williams tweeted out so crazy to me all these nerds cover all sports not one athletic bone in their body with all the opinions and anal- and anal- analysis i obviously don't have it and then uh somebody russ bankston responded my bones aren't very athletic but i do object to the blanket nerd generalization sir and then lou williams quoted it and said I could have used a better word, but my tweet was aimed at the homemade podcast check and basement bloggers who got the most to say. Salute the pros. As oh. a basement blo- as a basement blogger and homemade podcast person, how do you feel about that? Well, I'm I don't consider myself a basement blogger. Just cuz you're not in your basement? No, because we're credential media and we're actually talking to these guys. That's fair. That's fair. And we're we we might not be breaking stories like Woj, but <clears throat> who is? I think I think I'm for me, and I'm not saying this in no way, but like if I can post a one on one conversation with a Harrison Barnes or something like that, I'm bigger than a basement blogger. But we're wow. not like wow. Isaac Harris conceded the conceded <laughs> podcast host of Locked On Mavericks. No, no, I don't mean that in a cocky way at all. I no, just, we, we, I there's just, been opportunities presented to us and we've taken them and it's, you know, because of hard work and things that we've done and, and lucky breaks almost, you know, like we, we just found our way there. So I, I feel like we're a step above a basement blogger just because we're in the room and we're there. Like we're in the room where it happens. Shout out Hamilton. Yeah, but you know, here, here's my thing. I saw the Lou Williams tweet earlier this morning and I knew it was going to, you know, it's, 
it's kind of like this ongoing war now because analytics, basketball analytics have, have gotten so big and you're going to hear my soapbox real quick, but <laughs> because I text you today, I'm like, we got to talk about this Go ahead. because I kind of, I kind of side with Lou Williams and, and, you know, everybody came out today, media, you know, they're quote tweeting in it's all these people. And, but for me, and I, I say this because so I grew up playing basketball, played played basketball in high school and stuff. Like I think like there's a part of me that gets frustrated sometimes when I see when I see some some like reporters, quote unquote geniuses of basketball and stuff, and they can't even like dribble a basketball. <laughs> so and, not Doris Burke. <laughs> yeah. Well there there's just a there's a and I I know like I'm not completely on like what Lou Williams is saying and I'm not completely on the analytics side either, but I feel like they're those type of, I don't know. They kind of get looked over in a sense of, I think there is some, there is a knowledge of basketball that if you played the game, some like if you, if you grew, if you like played the game at a competitive level, it does, you do have a different perspective sometimes from just, court vision, just how the game is actually played compared to somebody that is just sitting there watching tape. And from somebody's perspective, like Lou Williams or like players, I get that. We see it with coaches too. I mean, how many times have we seen players talk about how much they respect a coach because they played the game? Look how how many people become coaches straight out of the league. I mean, it's rare occasions you see somebody like an Eric Spolstra you know, Eric Spolster didn't play and he's working out just fine. He has titles. So I don't know. It's just a conversation that I think players have more of a point because when Lou Williams tweets out something like that, it, you know, social media comes at him in, in a sense of, oh, he's just some stupid NBA player that thinks the analytics don't work and that us nerds because just because we can't play basketball doesn't mean we don't know anything. It's not that I, I don't. It's not that at all. But I think there is a sense that if you did play the game at the collegiate level, NBA level, or even growing up playing, that it does give you at least a different perspective of how you how you view the game too. And he's almost attacking those basement bloggers and you know podcast hosts in their home court, right? Like Twitter is our home court, <laughs> and like the NBA yeah. players may have more followers, but we are on Twitter probably more than all NBA people. You know, like just. I don't feel like I'm constantly on Twitter all the time. And I kind of agree with Lou Williams. There are guys that, and and I'm sure you get articles submitted to you all the time, and we do over at Mavs Fanatic, where they say something about a player, and you're just like, you're missing the point a little bit because we have to see these guys. And if they, if somehow this comes across to them, then it's going to come back to us, and it's going to represent our website and our name and my face, <laughs> you know, because I'm, you know, for them, I'm the, I'm the face of the website or whatever, whatever you want that to be but it's it's just interesting and there are guys that that don't even watch basketball they just cover like the cap stuff and they just cover the player trans the transaction game and movement and i love that stuff that stuff is the, the best stuff to me the transaction game and all that but but you're right like there is a certain point where you need to and i don't you know i was cut from my eighth grade basketball team and stopped i started started working at the broadcast department at my you know at my high school and i decided all right michael jordan i decided <laughs> Well, I didn't get I didn't get back on. But I never made varsity, so uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't ever go back and play, and but I've played a little bit. I I don't think it really counts or anything. I was terrible, but you know, I can I can definitely see where he's coming from. Uh, but for he sure, also, he also might just be a little salty because of <laughs> he also attacked Houston recently and said that I hope that he said I let's just pretend that this never happened. And so I'm I'm sure a couple of Houston people came after him. And he, you know, and he joked and he said, "Hey, salute to the pros too," you know, because there is this mutual respect there is you know just talking you know draft time talking to some people at you know media night for the maverick stuff and just talking about the importance to players that you know when you show up for practice and the players recognize that the the players recognize that hey i've seen this guy i wear a flat bill hat or some type of hat to every mavs game i'm a credential guy like so like a hat is like my thing a hat and normally jordan's so like you know a player might recognize hey i see this guy wearing his hat i see him come to so many practices like that means something to them like we've heard that from people that know the players of it means something to them that they see the grind that we put in that they know that you're a dedicated media guy so you combine that with there's people out there that have never had the the honor or the privilege of being a credential to you know to a game before that or like that's never even attended a game before never tried it's not about like never have because they can't or like they never have tried because they're just they're, they just sit at home in their basement that you know a lot of nba players view some of these type of guys and they're like hey we're just gonna have this career on social media and say snarky funny things and talk about uh, the sport but yet we're never gonna We've never played it. We're never going to go to a game. We're never going to put in the time to go, you know, try to get a credential or try to go to a game or, you know, any of that stuff. Or, or if they got face. around, or yeah, show your face. Or like, or even if they got around the player, they would they would be so scared they wouldn't even talk to the player whenever they're behind their computer screen calling them every name and crucifying them for the you know, missed shot. And so yeah, I totally get where Lou Williams is coming from. And as he maligns the basement bloggers and the homemade podcast hosts, we will venture on and do the exact thing that he said that we do. (laughs) Today we are going to be talking about some free agent targets because free agency is close, guys. It is is coming midnight, right? Uh, Midnight, yeah. Well, yeah, this is coming out Friday. So listening on Friday, it's it's midnight tonight. So so midnight, technically Saturday morning. Are we going to have a moment of silence for Jared Utah's time in Dallas? That was it. That was <laughs> there you go. Jared Utoff shipped off to to Houston and we've done this song and dance before. We did it a couple days ago and Chris Paul ended up going to Houston. So you know the Rockets are trying to pull up something else. My question to you is it Paul George? Is it Carmelo? Or is it other? <laughs> Ooh, that one's hard. If I had to pick one, I'm gonna say Carmelo. Seems, the most, seems the most likely, right? I just think somebody's going to outbid more for Paul George, as weird as that sounds. But no, with Utah, his lasting memory is the Dirk Celebrity game. So He was there. <laughs> yeah, he actually played in. And now he's not on the team anymore. But I also want to say this about the cash considerations part. If For Mavs fans out there that might are getting confused about the cash con- considerations thing, I talked to a guy – 
uh, in the Mavericks organization today about both of these deals, the Ligons and Utah thing. And just run it by them like, hey, just for clarity, cash considerations. We know it's, you know, you can use the money to buy picks. You know, is that what is the motive behind Dallas being able to do a deal like that and stuff? And, you know, they can't the certain individual can't they're not allowed to talk to the media of like or even give an opinion on why would Dallas do this deal. But, you know, all he did was solidify with me saying, you know, you you just you take this money basically and you can buy future draft picks. So for these non-guaranteed deals, if you're Dallas, because, you know, some Mavs fans I've seen on Twitter, like, first of all, like what what are the, what is this cash even for? And why are they what, helping Houston? Why are we helping Houston? You know, and that's like and so the thought process behind that and the way the individual in the mass organization like portrayed to me is like these guys are non-guaranteed deals that if they're gone, then you're pretty much getting something for them. Yeah. Like if you're not going to have them on their on your roster, you might as well get a little bit of cash that if like next summer you're in the draft and you want to buy another pick, then these small deals add up and add up money to where if that opportunity is there then you can do that so it's not about helping houston it does not increase our cap space so, so i feel like that's you know, been confusing between fans of saying oh now we got more money for cap space it doesn't work like that so if that helps clarify a little bit and of there's that. also a certain amount of money that you can spend so we saw the warriors spend three and a half million dollars on a draft pick, a second round pick, which is incredible. Mark Cuban said the pick that, what did he say to us? The pick that he used to buy, uh, who was it? I can't remember, a player a couple years ago was $250,000. It was in the second round. And that was like <laughs> 2010 or 11 or something. And now it's three and a half million you can buy a pick with. And that's the, that's the limit that you're allowed to, to spend on draft picks is they have a cap. They have a cap basically for this amount of money. And, uh, and so this just adds on to that. And so, and in, in today's NBA, we saw the Warriors pay three and a half million for Jordan Bell. The value of draft picks are so high now. Seriously. I mean, they're, they're at the highest peak of value of picks. So being able to capitalize on Liggins and Utah, two players that you obviously see, were not going to be in the plans going forward. Now you can ship them off. It's unfortunate it's Houston and it could help them get a Carmelo or something. But now you at least get some cash back to where in the future you could maybe buy one of those picks and it'd be very valuable. So Exactly. So that's what that's what we're doing with the cash considerations. And in my perspective, if I'm looking at it from two GMs, you're helping Houston and maybe down the line, like you, I scratch your back, you scratch mine, because these guys have to talk to each other probably every day. They're probably in contact somehow every day with other teams, whether that's personally or through a, another individual with you know with the team and so for a team to for a team to work together with another team it takes a relationship and that relationship has to be grown in some way so this might be just a little gesture you know houston's way and, and who knows i mean some people might think that's soft i think that's kind of good business is just to help somebody else out and maybe down the future they'll help you or they'll at least have a favorable view of you yeah, you know, in a way. So I, I personally, that's what I think it's, it's part of. It. I haven't heard anything about that or anything. But all right, let's get into these free agent targets because I know that's what people are clamoring for. All right, give me some free agent names that you think are are realistic, 
we're both going to give some names that we think are realistic targets. What the Mavericks are looking at right now, if they keep Nerland's cap hold, which we assume that they are, that was that I think that deadline was today. Uh, haven't really heard officially from there, but I'm not sure they were going to announce something like that. Um, Nerland's has a $10.9 million cap hold, so that counts against the cap if they extend the qualifying offer to him. And uh, actually, if they extend the qualifying offer, it's it's like a $4 million, you know, charge or whatever. But then you still have the cap hold on there as well to try to sign him. It's it's kind of confusing and it's crazy. And so uh, we'll try to figure that out and, and <laughs> work through it. But Dirk has his $25 million, you know, team option that is probably going to be declined. Devin Harris has a $4.4 million, you know, non-guaranteed. And then three other guys have non-guaranteed. That's Dorian Finney-Smith, Nico, and Salo that all have $1.3 or $1.4 million. So if you get rid of all those, if you, you take all those off the books, which you can, they're non-guaranteed, and then it's a team option. And then, you know, the cap hold, if you want to renounce the rights to Nerlens Noel, which I doubt that they're going to do, you can get to about $30 million in space. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, you're not. <laughs> you have nobody You have nobody on the team, basically. You have no Dirk, no Nerlens. You have no, you know, bench young guys, so. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to – they're going to lock in Nerlens. So, yeah. Do, yeah, they're going to do that. So, and then Dirk's Dirk's going to hang around, you know, like we expect him to. He's going to hang around, see see that options. You know, Dallas is saying they're not chasing anybody, and I don't think they're going to go chasing anybody. But you you can at least set back, set at home and say, okay, we're not going to go out chasing, but if somebody's going to chase after us, we're at least going to have the possibility. And Dallas might be in an interesting situation now because – as soon as that midnight hits or as soon as the moratorium starts, you're going to see a lot of these teams go after the big fish, right? You're already hearing that Blake Griffin's going to meet with the Suns and you know that Paul Millsap's going to meet with the Suns and all this stuff. And while all these teams that have cap space are chasing these big free agents, the Mavericks could be lurking around in that middle tier area and get a really good guy for, yeah. for a good price if they call him right away. This is a sort of a bad example, but you saw this with the Lakers where they, you know, they wanted Mozgov and they wanted Dang and they got him. Whether that was because they got the money, you know, they they paid him way too much money or because that they were the first ones to call at midnight. That was the report that they the Lakers were the first to call Mozgov at midnight like 12:01 or whatever. And so the Lakers can kind of do that. Hopefully they'll pay him less they'll pay less money to, you know, a middle tier sort of sort of player. Yeah, and I, I want to mention this about Nerlens too. We talked before about how Cuban, Donnie, and the whole crew, anytime Nerlens' his name is brought up over the past couple of weeks, it's just been, you know, he's Present. a part, he's a, Present. yeah, he's Cornerstone, him, Dennis, you know, always in this list. And all I want to say with this is, I don't know, we know how smart Cuban and them are. I don't know if that's completely on accident. Because if you come out and just you're saying all this nonstop, just that he's just automatic. Like you can't, like you can't say. Like even I asked Cuban back towards the end of the season, I asked him as stair stepper, and I said, <laughs> you know, on a, I was asking, I said, on a scale of one to ten, what would you, you know, say for about Nerlens being back? And he said, hey, you know, I can't answer that question. That is against league rules. Any joke? He's like, you want to pay my fine? I'm like, do you want to pay off my college tuition? Yeah, right. And, he could. You could. <laughs> like, no, you you probably have my college, college or undergrad and master's tuition in your like wallet. But, but anyway, like, so he can't like talk about those things. 
but in sneaky, sly ways of of him, him just assuming in their ways of saying uh, he's just automatically part of the team. I think it it automatically gives this perception to other teams across the league of they're just going to match anything and everything. There's no there's no reason to even play with Nerlens because the way they're talking in Dallas that he's automatically part of the future, then it doesn't matter what we offer him. Dallas is going to match, so we're not even going to play with it. And because if a team does do that with Nerlens, that ties up their cap space for at least three days, and they can't do anything with that money if it did progress to Nerlens meeting with a team, they agreed on a deal, then that's three days worth of free agency that that team can't do anything with that money, and then Dallas can just match it. So if you're another team and you think Dallas is automatically matching, why do you even play with it, you know? Yeah, and this could this could also be a situation where um, they are reassuring fans and reassuring you know, fan base that we didn't just make this move to you know see this guy leave. And fans know that he's a, fans know that he's a free agent because fans are smarter than they ever been. I mean, we're technically just like glorified fans, right? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> we're just fans that have now you know been given a some sort of platform, and so he, he just wants to reassure fans in that way. And we saw, I mean, I am always blown away by the how they answer questions, especially like Cuban and Donnie and Carlisle. The way they answer questions is such is in a way where they're they're thinking about their answer. And it's multifaceted. So remember they were saying back before the end of the season that they wanted a pass-first point guard. They kept yeah. saying they wanted to, to get a pass-first point guard. And then they brought in Tony freaking Romo. And I was just <laughs> like, I will never underestimate the power of you know what they say and the, the specific – specificity? Is that a word? Spe- specificity. Specificity. Spec- <laughs> i'm the, not even gonna try the specifics in which they speak about <laughs> they speak about you know their players in this team they think about it so much they honestly if you're an mffl right now mark cuban thinks about the mavericks more than you do <laughs> yeah it's just kind of the way that it is because it's his he owns it you know all right yeah. so so let's get some names out there so yeah, so well, I was just going to say, this is where I came, came up with some names with the with the foundation thought process. We've already talked on this podcast about like roster and you know looking at some different you know with Yogi's option and kind of how we think maybe some rotation is going to play with the current players on the Mavericks. But you also laid the foundation here for me. I'm laying the foundation. What I'm building upon is Dallas is not going after the aging veterans. We're not at that stage. We're at the stage of. We're, we want to compete and we want to play the best that we can, but we, we also want to be younger too. So this played into these these question marks and when or these players when you're looking at the free agent list of, a, okay, what are these type of players that that are like, not to Nerland's level, but are like Nerland's that, that have been in the league for a little bit maybe, that are still maybe like 28 and under, you know, preferably 25 and under that can, I don't know, they can come in and maybe go to that next level, like a Seth Curry. Yeah. So instead of, you know, instead of finding that veteran to go after like a Richard Jefferson or something, you know, finding some of these players that you could spend your money on and see if you can develop. So that that being said, let me throw out my first name for you. And it goes against, it. it goes against literally everything you just said. Okay. What about bringing back Vince Carter? 
Oh, well, don't even ask that. That's my favorite. That's my favorite player of all time. Like <laughs> over Jordan, <laughs> over Dirk. Like it's favorite. My favorite player of all time. And so not twenty five. No upside. <clears throat> he is what he is. But bring well, back Vince <laughs> Carter as another veteran guy. I mean, you you are. You do have veteran guys on this team, but I think a Vince Carter would speak to a Dennis Smith Jr. maybe more than a Wes Matthews or a Devin Harris. Well, with with Carter, I mean, that would be a situation to where Dallas you know, has already spent their money, money on Nerlens, made Dirk's comeback. Maybe they maybe they use one of their exceptions, their biannual or mid-level or something, and got like maybe another younger player, maybe a Ford or something, and – I don't know. They, you know, Carter's going to be cheap or something. And like, yeah, let's let's try to bring him back and have him finish his career here or something. But don't don't. Have, that's unfair. Ask me about Vince Carter. I mean, <laughs> I've had a fat head on it on my wall. I have jerseys. I have like that's him and Ray Lewis are my favorite two athletes of all time. So yikes! One great choice and another not as great choice. I don't, have don't a uh, I have a Vince Carter twenty five Nets jersey in my closet as well. Oh. <laughs> The Nets Random. days are the fun days. Random. All right, so give me some real names then. <laughs> All right, so so anyway, yeah. So let's look at this. This will probably be out of Dallas's price range, but Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say about him. Yeah, 25 years old. He would be that type of 6'6", shooting guard. You know, he lit it up in Atlanta some. He hits, you know, free agency. I think Atlanta might try to bring him back because I think Paul Millsaps he already left Atlanta like a last month. But uh, I think he'll be out of Dallas's price range. But he's the type of player that because I don't I don't know if he's a I don't know if he's a starter right now. He's kind of like Alan Crabb. He's kind of like Alan yeah, Crabb. I would. But yeah, they're kind of in the same situation. We hope he doesn't try to get Alan Crabb money, but <laughs> smart for him. But. Yeah, but I th- yeah I think he he will be out of uh, Dallas's right. But let's let's build off him though. Let's move into a guy. I know that I've seen you tweet about him. We haven't got to talk about him too much. A guy that I would love for Dallas to go grab Ben McLemore. Yeah, Ben McLemore would be a really interesting guy. He's another guy. There's a bunch of these guys in the NBA that just always seem to they've been around for a little while. People are, you know, there's a group of fans that are that buzz about this guy that think that he's going to be awesome, and he hasn't really ever had a coming out party or anything like that. And maybe that's because he's just been stuck in Sacramento. And there's a guy on the Mavericks right now that was stuck in Sacramento as well that is, you know, balling out when he came to Dallas. That's Seth Curry. Yeah. And so Ben McLemore could be a guy. And what I think Dallas is looking for right now is up the middle of the roster. Right? They're they're going to look at you have. You know, we talked about point guards all the time. You have Dennis Smith, you have Yogi, you have JJ. That's your that's three point guards, and then Devin can play point guard too. Seth can play point guard as well. <laughs> so I don't think they're going to be looking for any point guards, to be honest. Yeah. And you have your two guard. You have West there. You have Curry there. You have Devin there. But some of those guys are going to play different positions. Curry and Harris can play some one. West can play some three. So you might want to yeah. look at some depth at two. And then your three spot, you have you have Harrison, you have Dorian, you have Nico. Wes is going to move up to three a little bit. And then you have your fours, which is Dirk, Dwight, and then obviously Harrison, Barnes, and Dorian can play some. So you want that. All those guys moving around to all these different positions, you need some depth there. So I think up the middle, and, and Hardaway Jr. will be right there. Ben McElmore will be right there. Yeah, and so with the with the point guard thing, 
let's just say this. Quit sending us point guard trade or free agent ideas. Yeah. I feel like it's still almost daily that people are asking, well, are we are we going to get Rubio still? No, we're not no. going to get Rubio still. No. We're not going to chase Drew Holiday. Do- Donnie shut that down. So, like, it's not – like, those days are – who? what free agent – let's ask this. What free agent would, would you want to bring in – that would be worth benching Dennis Smith Jr. is is Chris rookie Paul. year. <laughs> that ain't happening. I, I mean, that's like literally Chris Paul. I don't. Th- I don't even think Kyle Lowry. Right. See that. That's why I asked the question because I don't even know if I would want Kyle Lowry. Like I obviously it's not doing, would be it's not doing your team any good. Yeah, like I think in the long run, and I'm I'm more about win now. A lot of times too, but I think it's in the long run. I want Dennis Smith there year one running the show, and it looks like he's going to be. So, so yeah, it's it's what you just said. Well, I'm throwing names at you that are wing players because even at center, we're gonna we're gonna do our thing with Nerlens. Dirk's gonna get a lot of backup center minutes, and then Salah's on a super cheap contract. That's not guaranteed, but you know he'll be there, and he's a. I think Salah is a, a great backup center. I agree too. As much as we, you know, kind of malign Dwight Powell for his play, just because it's it's kind of random and we're not really sure what he what he brings to us. He played eighty nine percent of his minutes at center as well. So you know he he does. How play many a, how many wins did Dallas have this year? Thirty three. He does play a lot of five as well. So that's the guy. So your center position is pretty much shored up just because guys are have you know that there's a lot of you know positionless situation there and then the guys can play multiple positions as well so so right. a question you want to ask yourself if, if you're dallas is some of these names is are you are you comfortable do you want to play x player over finney smith you know because yeah. that's who this player will be taking minutes away from most likely is finney smith maybe Devin harris so that's when you you look at these situations so so, yeah, with Ben McElroy, I mean, he was the seventh overall pick in, what, 2015, 14? 13, maybe, yeah. 13? Yeah, and, you know, I make these – I make these throughout the season when we saw players up close, I make these, like, notes, you know, out on my phone sometimes, and it's, like, players that, you know, were crazy athletic in person. Like, that's different. When I saw them in person, I make some notes on my phone, like, wow, most impressive, like – athletic long freak in person this past year and i had you know different people you know we talked about it before like smaller who looks smaller in person denzel valentine than i thought or something well (laughs) i also had a thing i also had a thing called prettiest shots like really pretty shots and i kyle corver you know obviously is great but i had but you know i had on that list ben mclemore i was looking at that the other day and i don't there's just something about his form and everything it just looks perfect but it's not been perfect but I don't know. He's still – I'm looking at my numbers. They're kind of going at, what, 25? It's running together. 24? I think he's 24. So That's still a great spot. Like Oh, heck yeah. I mean, you have no clue. So if Dallas could get him, I, I have no clue what he's going to get on the market. I think he'll have interest because everybody's going to have the same pro, you know, thought process of, oh, he's 24. He's been stuck in Sacramento. Let's see what we could turn him into. and. Yeah, I would love to get Ben McLemore, but that's just me. Do you like Justin Holiday? I am. I'm interested in Justin Holiday. Uh, he is actually on my list there, but the question is: Is he 
you know, or is he worth playing over some of these other guys? And Finney Smith. I mean, that's what you you kind of ask yourself. I, to me, I'd rather have Finney Smith than Justin Holiday. Yeah, Finney Smith, you can play at four. Justin Holiday's already twenty eight as well, so you're not. It's not helping your team in the long run if you bring in Justin Holiday. So that's kind of where I'm at with Justin Holiday. I'm not there. Another guy that's a little bit older that I know we both have on our lists is uh, Jonathan Simmons. Yeah, he's older, but, I mean, still just 27. I mean, Seth's 26, and people talk like he's 15. Well, he, Seth just also doesn't have as many miles, like, under his legs, right? He only played, you know, 48 games in the NBA before coming up, and he played a bunch of D-League games, but, you know, just the the wear and tear is not as bad. So he might not age as bad as, like, a guy that has played forever and, like, you know, like Chris Paul or somebody. My only thing with, with Jonathan Simmons – is his lack of outside shot. I think he shot like 28, 30% from three. Yeah, but the, year, that, the year before he shot 38, so. Okay, just maybe, well, never mind. Maybe that's just like a. Because if, I, if I'm if i going to play somebody over Finney Smith, I want somebody that's going to hit the shot, yeah, and exactly. that's what Ben McLemore could bring with that. Uh, some other ones? He, shot, like he also shot 39% in college, so. Not right, too bad. Not bad at all. So, yeah, so it, the, the, the ability is there. And he's a guy that you can play at two, you can play at three, and super athletic, you know, like you said. That would be, I mean, imagine Dennis Smith, Wes, Jonathan Simmons, Barnes, and Nerlens. Yeah. That's a pretty good little lineup there. All right. A little defensive lineup. Do you like James Johnson? I really do like James Johnson. From he's a, older. From an aesthetic standpoint. <laughs> I like just <laughs> that he's a big guy that doesn't take any, you know, heat or whatever, uh, pun intended. And I don't, I'm not sure if he, I guess he's going to look for his payday. Right. But, but Miami has just made him such a good player and I'm not sure if he's that good anywhere else, even Dallas. Okay. I don't know. I, Miami, like the, I believe in the Miami machine. Yeah, you do. I, I, I like really the, do. I like the frame. He is, he's 30. So it wouldn't really fit that type of movement, but I don't know. There's just there's something about James Johnson's game that I like, and he would allow he could play with Barnes and put Barnes, slide him down to the three a little bit more. Throw James Johnson out there for. What about C.J. Miles? I also have C.J. Miles on my team. He's thirty, so he's older than you would expect, but good shoot, good wing shooter. Uh, from Dallas. From da- yeah, from Dallas, and yeah, I I mean I wouldn't get super excited about C.J. Miles if they brought him in. Shot 41% from three last year. Yeah, really good three-point shooter. Feels like he always just kills Dallas. Feels (laughs) like every time we ever play Indy, he just hits like 18 threes. Here's a guy that also kills Dallas that I wanted to bring up. Uh, Or not always, but he did one time, and so I wonder if that's going to play into this. Uh, And it's a guy with a non-guaranteed contract for the Spurs, but if the Spurs have to start moving some contracts around to try to bring somebody in, this is a guy that we could see on the – on the bubble, and that's Bryn Forbes. You remember he came in? Mm. Remember Bryn Forbes came in and scored oh like gosh, 36 yes. points against the Mavericks? That seems to be a thing that NBA teams do. If, if a player comes in and just kills your team, then you might bring him in. So just an interesting guy. I mean, he, he's he's 6'3", but I, I think he looks bigger than that. And he's really long. Like, you can just see it in person. I thought he was longer than I thought. And uh, could really – I mean, he really shot the lights out. He 
32% from three on the season, but that's not a good representation. He didn't get a ton of minutes. So just that's like a minimum guy that I could see getting brought in maybe. Yeah. Uh, last like kind of low key name, KJ McDaniels, I think Brooklyn, what declined his option or. And Ma- uh, the Mavericks have a good track record of getting guys that Brooklyn sent away. So it's like, he, I don't know. He's kind of bounced around a little bit, but he's still 20. I feel, he's still 24. I feel like he was older than that. And I got a text the other day asking, somebody was asking me about him. Like, Hey, would you be interested in McDaniels in Dallas? And sure. I don't know. I'm not as high on him because he doesn't really shoot the three that well. And it, it would kind of be redundant with like kind of he's smaller than, than Finney Smith, but I don't know. I don't know if he would get a ton of minutes over Devin in, in Carlisle's system. So yeah. that's, a, that's, that's another guy. Thing just, with him. That's another guy just like Ben McMore that people have always seemed to have a little buzz over and just hasn't really. But he's, but he like bounced around. He's been on a few different teams. Yeah. McMore's just, Morris has been stuck in the black hole of Sacramento. Exactly. I have another name that got brought up to me on Twitter. Um, Tyreek Evans. That's so interesting, man. That was in our group text, in our staff group text at the Smoking Cuban, and people were talking about him. And I don't, I don't, do you, you know how old he is? 27. 27. Okay, I looked he's... it up. I didn't know off the top of my head, but. A little older than I thought. I thought he was going to be like 25 or something like that. But He's intriguing. You know, when I think of Tyreek Evans, I think of – it was back a couple of years ago. I play fantasy sports, and I love fantasy sports. And uh, I remember in that's fantasy where you basketball like, – That's where you like put the goggles on and you can like you pretend that you're actually somewhere where you're not and you can actually – you know what I'm talking about? No, that's that's virtual reality. Oh, Don't okay. I, okay. Sorry, sorry. I didn't... Get out of your basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I remember he could be he could play like three different positions in fantasy basketball on ESPN. Yeah, like, yeah. how sweet is that? Point guard, I don't, shooting I don't, guard. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know what he would play in Dallas. Really, he wouldn't play point. So that's like an he... off the bench kind of guy that will come in and uh, you take over the second unit. Which I don't know if you want to do that with you know Curry can... and Yogi. <laughs> Here's my thing. He kind of has a Dwight Powell factor to him that I like to bring up sometimes. Kind of Dwight Powell, Tobias, Tobias Harris. What does he do well? That 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 is sometimes he, I feel like players just get this kind of vibe, and they're like, "Oh, they're good. They're a good overall player." I'm like, okay, but what do they do well? For me, Tyreek Evans, good good rebounder, good passer. He came into the league averaging you know twenty five and five. That was his rookie year, and it's gone down. Yeah. It's gone downhill from there. But he's had a couple of years where he had, you know, six plus assists, um, and so he's he's a he's a playmaker. He'll come in, he'll make plays for a second unit. I think that's what what he would do. And is that worth, you know, ten to twelve million dollars? I don't know. I guess so. I don't know. He would be he would be intriguing. I, I guess so. He would be intriguing. We're just throwing out do, names. Do you have any more names? Because I have. I, I want to turn this a different direction. I have. You're... I have two more names that I definitely wanted to bring out. Actually, three more. No, oh, four more. Because I didn't. Even, oh my gosh! I didn't, even, I didn't even get to my list. What do you think about Aaron Aflalo? No. He, Too he had old. a twelve million dollar non guaranteed contract that got turned down by the Kings. Uh, what about bringing back Raymond Felton? I love Raymond Felton, <laughs> but no. goes against everything we just said. But he's yeah. point guard. That uh, Tar Heel. Let's go. Restricted free agent. But what do you think about Nikola Mirotic? Um. No. 
And then I don't mind him too bad. He just doesn't play defense, and I think Chicago's going to bring him back. And I don't think he's as good of a shooter as everybody thinks. Yeah. This is a guy that is a better shooter than people think. Uh, unrestricted free agent. Older, Uh-oh. for sure. Uh-oh. But Uh-oh. a guy that would fill a need for the Mavericks, Patrick Patterson. No. no. Not, I actually not don't. I'm not no, because it's just it's just one of those things where if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get somebody, it's gonna get some minutes. I'd rather take a flyer on somebody. You're you're pretty much replacing Dwight Powell if you bring in Patrick Patterson. I'd rather have Taj Gibson than Patrick Patterson because we need somebody that can board, and I think Patterson you know can. But when I think of Patrick Patterson, I think you stretch four. as kind of like a stretch four and he all is. that. I don't need another Ryan Anderson. We don't have one Ryan Anderson. What? You're telling me Dwight Powell can't shoot threes? He can in practice. <laughs> he beat Dirk one time. He did. I saw him. I watched <laughs> with my own eyes. I saw him beat Dirk. I think it's just nerves during a game. I don't know. Let's just watch let's Dwight Powell come out and shoot like 40% from three this year. Like at the end of the season. Okay, so I want to ask you this question because I have two names with this. What is the highest caliber player that would be a realistic target for Dallas like if it came out you wouldn't be just floored that you, you get what I'm saying like there's these tiers of free agents like Steph's like not even not even thought about and there's like some different tiers <laughs> that would what, be one what, for sure <laughs> what what what's the highest tier of free agent for you that you would be like okay that could be a, a realistic target but is a more well-known name than the people that we've been talking about because I have I have two that uh, I think would that I think is the highest that Dallas could go in free agents. Okay, share yours and, and let me think about it for a second. Danilo Gallinari. That that is a really good one. Yeah, you know he's not he's not one of the the hottest sexiest names. I have no clue what he's going to get on the open market, but it's just one of these and. Shout out to Cole Rast, a co-editor at Smokey Cuban. He <laughs> loves these European guys, and he's been preaching about Gallo forever. But I don't know. He's just one of those type of guys where I don't know what he's going to demand. If he doesn't demand, like, super high price, is that a type of player? You know, I don't know the tiers. He wouldn't be one of those top tier of the free agents, but he would be a solid addition to Dallas. Where would he play? Could, would he be okay with coming off the bench? He would totally take away Dwight Powell. I don't know. There's just there's some fun to play with that. Him and Barnes would be really interchangeable offensively and defensively. Yeah. That would I don't know. That would be good. Would, That's good. You want you want guys that are interchangeable in that way. Yeah. I mean, I would be down with it for sure. I like Gallinari, especially if he can if he can stay healthy. Uh, will he get a contract somewhere else? Probably so. You know, a, maybe a bigger one. I don't know. I mean, what what is a number that Gallo gets on the open market? Eighteen. This is a, <laughs> another guy that I think could get that eighteen. And this is somebody. Somebody brought this up to us on Twitter. I can't remember who it is, but JJ Redick is another guy that. Yeah, oh, I think he gets eighteen and twenty, but I don't think I don't think Dallas gets him. That's so crazy. I think he's. I, I think he's like perfect in Philly. I feel like I've been beating that drum too long. But have we talked about Contavious Caldwell Pope. No, and I don't think we need to. Is he going to outprice everybody? <laughs> yeah, he's going to get like Max from Brooklyn or somebody. What do you, this is now? We now this has just turned into what do you think about this guy? Which is shout out to the starters. They do that all the time. What do you think about this guy? What do you think about this guy? <laughs> Dion Waiters. We briefly talked about this for the pod. I don't mind Waiters too bad. 
I just don't one. I don't think he just fits with us. He's not. I know Deshaun Stevenson excelled, but I don't know. I just I think he's going to get paid like Tim Hardaway. I think Waiters is the opposite of Deshaun Stevenson and player wise, like not good defensively. No, no, no. I meant the like, ball on offense. Like I meant like just kind of personality. Uh, yeah, your own kind of bubble. All right, let's just continue doing. What do you think about this guy, Kelly Olynyk, bringing him back to the heck town, no. the town? You don't want Kelly Olynyk at all. You want nothing to do with that. Because he's going to get like twelve million a year, and by God, the the year that I covered Dallas and Dwight Powell and Olynyk combined for twenty two million of our cap, <laughs> saying I'll cut his man by an off and feed it to fishes. Oh, that would be so bad. Oh man, I'll give you my other name now. Go ahead. As far as like the highest caliber player that I could see Dallas like trying to get, and that's Ibaka. Ooh, and. And I, Old like, man because, yeah, and, I, and well, that's that's just because we don't know. I think you know we hear this old man type stuff about him. You know, like, oh, this is his age, but is he really that old? You know, like, is he older? His knees, you know, whatever his age is, I don't have. I should have it in front of me. You know, his knees are four years older than that. You know, and I don't. I, he's not going to get max. Uh, at least I don't think he's going to get max. And so, like, if he went, if it went down to and, but even that, like, what's his role in the team going forward? But would Dirk say, let's bring in Ibaka to be your, be our starting four and I'll come off the bench? But it, that's not going to case. We can talk about Dirk starting, too, at some point later on, about why Dirk starts as far as getting him in the rhythm, what goes behind that. Because it's not really about Dirk starting because it's all about who finishes the game. That's... So when we when you talk about free agency and like oh, okay if we get like an Abaco or a Gallinari, well is he going to come off the bench? Well, who cares if he comes off the bench if he still gets thirty minutes a game? Some guys care. We saw well yeah yeah but I was saying like we saw that with Nerlens you know when, after we got him he wasn't starting some games but he was still getting thirty five minutes a game. Yeah, that was yeah, a big that, conversation too. Is Nerlens going to start? Why isn't Nerlens starting? Blah blah blah. Because we we the media and the fans. The and the fans, we make a, such a huge deal about who starts. Dirk starts and comes out within like four minutes, <laughs> six minutes. So like he, he, you know, he gets kind of warm, he gets his blood flowing and stuff, and then it's like, okay, let's get him out and put in, you know, Seth. Seth and they're playing the majority of the minutes or something like that. So it's not about. I don't want. I don't want us to think of. Well, why are we? You know if we had a chance at a Millsap or something like that of, Oh, we're not even going to consider a, a Ford because you know, they're, they're not Dirk's our starter and, and he is our starter, but they could still come and realistically get 25 to 30 minutes a night. It'd be okay. That's not enough for a Millsap. I don't think, but no, 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 not a Millsap. No, no. But I, but just saying like Gallinari and Ibaka are two names that are not in the top, you know, one, two, maybe even three tiers of free agents. That's the highest, possible type of names that i could see realistically see dallas maybe having a shot at i think the highest realistic possible is dirk nowitzki doesn't get better than that man (laughs) no it doesn't you can't you can't turn it that direction nobody's better than dirk also two other free agent targets dirk and nerlens i think should be (laughs) (laughs) that's me oh that's a mean joke some of you will know what that means some of you won't all right, thank you so much for listening to us and dealing with us. Those are some free agent targets. We just went through a whole bunch of names. So tweet us if you think 
some of those guys are, you know, are we overpass some guys, or if we didn't consider a guy, tweet us if you're like, you guys said you wouldn't want Nikola Mirotic, but we should really have Nikola Mirotic. Tweet us. Well, I mean, we want to hear about it. Let's start a conversation. Uh, at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac Harris NBA. Thanks so much for everybody that tweets to us. We're still looking for nicknames for Dennis Smith Jr. Comment on iTunes. Go to our iTunes page. You know, leave a review, comment. The, the nicknames, we'll read them all. Thanks so much. And uh, if you guys want to hear anything on the podcast, let us know. I mean, if you want to hear about certain names or if you want to hear about a certain topic, just tweet us. I mean, that has power. Tweets have power. Just like Lou don't Williams. Forget- <laughs> Lou is. Don't, don't forget... Don't forget tomorrow, the Mavs start the summer league action in yes. Orlando. In Orlando, if you had not listened to what the roster looks like, download the previous pod Thursdays. Yeah. Nick and I went through each name that's on the roster in Orlando. It's not the sexy names like Dennis Smith Jr. or any of those guys, but you do get to see Jonathan Motley, that I know a lot of fans are excited about. And Satnam Singh. Whatever the whole country of India is going to be up watching Satnam get his that two would minutes be the most play. watched summer league slash basketball slash tv event maybe ever. Bro, that's a that's we got a billion ding too. literally a billion people ding we got ding too ding ying you, ying yu hong we're gonna have china and india watching that's like three billion people is gonna be watching the <laughs> maverick summer league Those, hey dem some ratings right there dem some <laughs> No, so anyway, yeah. If you're at home tomorrow on Saturday, you have NBA TV. Uh, check that out. Or if watch you have internet Mavs. access, go to the Mavs Twitter. They have tweeted out a link where you can go watch all of them. So. Oh, okay. Never mind. Do that. That's easy. Yeah, do that. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Please rate and review. Tweet us at Nick Van Exit at Isaac Harris NBA. Thanks so much, guys. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>